Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here we go. So, um, what is this one called? What is the latest episode called? Reunion. That's the one. Reunion. I came late to watching this one, so I tried to remove myself from social media because everybody was like, oh my God, what bad batch? No way. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, just don't look at social media at all until I have time to watch it. <laughs> and I'm like, what could possibly happen? And then your mind goes to look 50 different places of what's possibly happening. Um, the one thing I very much like, so at the beginning, we see the guys now on the same planet we left them um, in the classic Star Wars way, like we talked, going to space on the run, land on a random planet. Um, yep. But we see them in the same place as well, which I really love the aesthetics of the background of this particular place they are, which is like a ship graveyard of all these rusted old, um, I want to say, so that, I mean, they're Republic ships. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yeah. Because we are sitting in between episode three and episode four. So the empire is very much in the early days. And um, yeah, I think they call one of them a, a Jedi cruiser or a Jedi. Like, of course, they do. Of course yeah. they do. which is, is really interesting because I think you just, I know we obviously have sat in the Clone Wars era during the animation, but still, it's all it always Imperial in my mind. Every time yeah. I see one of those ships, the Imperial word comes to mind. So Absolutely. then when people say, oh, it's a Jedi cruiser, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> disconnect. <laughs> yeah, disconnect. Because when I first heard them say, oh, they're in the Jedi cruiser, I was like, oh, is there a little ship within that ship? Uh, <laughs> is it running away from a bigger ship <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can't obviously be talking about that ship it also you know it's kind of like i know they reused uh, or they must have remodeled a bunch of the ships from the republic to the empire but it's also like impressive how many have just gone to waste the yeah. jedi weren't able to uh, i know they were obviously wiped out but you would have thought at least one Jedi could have got away on one of those ships or stole them. But, um, it's or the Empire recycling. Yeah, you know. Recycling. All to, yeah, it all went to the big old recycling project uh, taken up by the Empire. Um, so that's where we find the Bad Batch in the middle of the recycling efforts um, of Star do you, Wars. <laughs> do you reckon the planet that they're on now wasn't a recycling planet before and then they just designated it like, right, this planet's going to be the recycling planet. And all the people were like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah. This planet's going to be the recycling planet. They've probably done a big contract. Uh, yeah. It's got a massive volcano in the middle that we can melt all this metal. So over time, we're just going to feed it into there. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is actually the Empire, um, their whole entire goal in the end. We saw, a, it's why we saw it. It's all about trash compactors. It's trash compactors and recycling. That's what is their main. People wonder where they got their money from the whole time. It's been recycling the whole entire time. People have missed it. It's been right in front of us. The, the empire is built on recycling. They wipe out whole planets, but they get really annoyed at you if you chuck a can in the wrong bin. <laughs> main thing we learned from today's episode guys so thanks very much for tuning in <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Obviously, we're not here to talk about recycling, um, but <laughs> we will talk about the fact that, I mean, we're continuing on a trait here. I'm very much, like we said a few episodes ago, it suddenly changed its tune, the Bad oh. Batch. And 20-odd minutes for the Bad Batch is a perfect amount of time, I feel. Um, I like the way they set it up in the first episode, over an hour or so to get everybody in, get everybody well into the storyline. Um, but I'm just seeing Wrecker here when he finds like one of the torpedoes, uh, the photon torpedo or something on the ship, and he just, yeah. <laughs> he's like, mine! <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a kid at Christmas in a candy shop. Um, but yes, it's very much... The, it, it seems like everything's just gone up a level. They've cemented everything they needed to cement in in regards to characters, so to speak. Well, obviously, we might get some new characters still coming in, but they've sewed all the little bits of storylines almost perfectly for the rest of the show to continue and them to then bring back these characters as and when they need them to when they make sense in the story. But, I mean, this is, I feel it's very much... It's just a step up. The story's a step up. Um, it, it, Omega, I'm very much coming around to as a character. Initially found Omega's character just a bit annoying, but also in the sense that it never seemed to add worth, so to speak, to the stories that were happening in the episodes. But now she very much, I feel, does. And I very, very much love, and I know we talked about this before, that she's still got this bow yeah. um, contraption on her back, and that's become, like, her thing now. And she full-on takes down a couple of people, like, pretty sharpish with this bow. So the skills yeah, she, are really there to pay the bills right now. Um, she has but, no qualms about, yeah, taking out, you know, stormtroopers. You know, yeah, pretty, pretty I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is the episode kind of we've been talking about in the sense that we've been talking about when will Crosshair come back. And That's right. This is what we see, isn't it? This is when we see Crosshair come back and everything come together. Yeah, and I, what I liked about this episode is the sort of um, establishing of, you know, the continued establishment of, like, the Bad Batch with Omega is like this you know, new team um, and like, you know, them continue on their, on their adventures. And, you know, we saw at the beginning of the episode sort of Wrecker teaching Omega how to defuse a bomb and, you know, teaching her all these valuable skills that a kid needs, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's quite a nice, you know, scene and actually, you know, the, the development of the characters and how they're coming together um, and covering for one another. And, um, you know, just highlighting the unity I, I I like in this episode, you know, there's some good dialogue. Um, and, yeah, and obviously, the, you know, Crosshair coming back, I mean, we we all knew it was going to come. Um, and the fact that it's here now, it's, uh, yeah, it was quite an action, you know, an action-packed kind of episode. And, again, some really dark moments in more ways than one, literally and within the story I found. There were points in this episode where it was really beautifully animated, but there were... <laughs> I don't know if you found that point. It was almost too dark. Some of the um, oh. scenes within the ship when they're kind of fighting each other, that you're not really sure, like, <laughs> who's the bad batch, who's the stormtrooper at one point, because it's just... And I get it, you know, obviously it's happening at night and they're, you know, being ambushed and whatnot, but it also is 
just a little bit, you know, like t- turn up the brightness, lads. <laughs> but um, which is funny because it's you. That's usually only a problem that you can get sometimes with how something's shot mm, in mm. live action. But because this is animation, you can just turn up the brightness whenever <laughs> you want. <laughs> yeah, that's the handy thing. Yeah, there are technical, technological, easy tech fixes to you know your viewing problems or issues, I should say. But it was you know a really cool episode. Um, with some of that, like, action and actually, you know, as I said, like, some pretty dark moments, like, you know, when, um, you know, I mean, when they kind of encounter Crosshair later on and there's, like, one line where he's just, like, shoot the child and it's, at that point, I kind of, like, you know, was, you know, took a kind of little step back and was like, oh, wow, this is, this is a nice kids program. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kill the children, like... (laughs) Don't get the bad batch. Kill the child first, and we'll sort out the others later. Um, it's almost like when you watch Star Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, and Anakin's become Darth Vader, uh, and he goes into all the little, uh, <laughs> all the Padawans, uh, all the yeah. younglings, and he's like, "Can you help us?" And I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, this doesn't, shouldn't need to happen. <laughs> Getting some PTSD moments from you know th- this episode, you know, in relation to that. So, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a really cool episode in a, a variety of ways. I think yeah, bringing back Crosshair, you know, it was inevitable, and the fact that he came back and actually, you know, um, I mean, he really hates them. You know, his inhibitor chip is really like fully powered, and you know, but I, I also think that whether you know how much it is the inhibitor chip, or whether how much it is him as a character, and you know, following orders and wanting to kill things and people that, you know, because we saw earlier in the, in the season, I think episode three, when he killed those rebels who were like completely innocent and, you know, got his kind of, and then killed one of his like sort of lieutenants because he wouldn't kill the, you know, the innocents. But you're just wondering like, yeah, how much is it the inhibitor chip, you know, and how much is it just Crosshair being, you know, evil, <laughs> you know? And like, yeah. you know, if he's, much, we, he's very much teetering on that Moff Gideon line. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, if he was put into the into the machine to remove the inhibitor chip, would he come out and just be like, well, yeah, you guys are still enemies and uh, I have to kill you. So it's like, <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Crosshair. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, he goes a bit further than he needs to at any point in time, doesn't he? He's very much like, good. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a full bag of contradictions. <laughs> good soldiers follow orders but I kind of make up my own orders so I don't really follow orders I just kind of take them as guidelines and then do what I want and say that I followed them but then, but if anybody kind of rebels against any of the new guidelines I've made up which I haven't communicated to anyone then I will take them out as well <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I mean essentially at the end it's like he just wants to kill as many people as possible his side, the other side he just, you know, he's just a pretty deadly sort of evil guy um so yeah i mean you know kind of it, it was it was cool to see the reunion um or the you know the sort of you know so it's bad reunion for the bad batch but um yeah i mean it that was a great you know um kind of moment and it, you know i really like the standoff between them and again you know as i was saying this in the lead up to it it was really nice to see how the bad batch are kind of coming together as a team and like Omega is like such an integral part of it now, and they're protecting her, and um, and then yeah, and then for all literally for all of it to come crashing down with the you know the kind of, I mean the really impressive scene of uh you know them all on the ship and that kind of Mexican standoff leading to you know that bit of just kind of wild action where they're just like shooting each other and then 
get trapped in the you know in the engine reactor and stuff and blow it to pieces and i mean all of that i thought was really cool as i said there were points where i can it was almost too dark but it was it just it added a whole atmosphere i think to like reintroduce crosshair back into you know uh back into like the meeting with the bad batch and just having the whole thing as just quite a like sort of uh Dark atmosphere uh, is what I'm trying to say. You know, there's like a kind of dark atmosphere from the characters and the scenario, and and also the way that the episode ends up as well. Ultimately, I mean, you know, um, I think this is kind of one of the key things with the writing in this episode as well is that it's building up to Omega separating from the Bad Batch. You know, in quite a you know emotional sort of way, and that's where, well, you know, from the way this episode finishes, where it kind of leads on. You know, probably where it'll go for the rest of the season, I'd imagine, uh, in terms of rescuing omega and stuff but it was uh yeah no you know it's it's continuing to grow the bad batch as a as a set of characters which is you know what one of the things that we you know have continued to love really and it's also i'm just looking um at a few of so crosshair's troops a lot of them are obviously in the white stormtrooper um get ups but then a few of them are in the darker stormtrooper get-ups which is obviously similar to the bad batch as well but i always wonder maybe is crosshair like the beginning of the death troopers which is uh, you see the death troopers in rogue one um a, a number of times um which are obviously they have the full-on uh all black stormtrooper yeah. get-ups but i kind of wonder that because death troopers is a very apt name for someone of crosshairs <laughs> um <laughs> yeah <laughs> preferences on how he deals with things um so i i don't know maybe maybe that's the beginning i understand well i don't know if that's or, his... or do, you, do you think it's a mix of clones and and like now real people stormtroopers that they you know kind of introduce in the series i'm not too sure i think i think it's a mixture because we see don't we see some new ones which we thought and i thought one of them was um uh, part of uh, I can't remember the squadron name that they were called, um, but it very much resembled a character that you see in the Battlefront games, which was the lead in the Battlefront games. But then that is set closer to the Return of the Jedi, so I feel that wouldn't line up. She would uh, she would probably be too young to be that character. But that's where it's mm -hmm. sent. Um, and you obviously see them in darker attire but crosshair is maybe just taken his bad batch uniform then maybe and painted it all the same color so it doesn't have the red markings that the bad batch do in their uniforms um but yeah that was just a little side note thoughts <laughs> that i had kind of going on there um and i was like maybe he's the origin of the debt of the um of those particular types of troopers so who knows but i very much love the I feel the the animation in this particular episode, specifically the scenes within the engine, yeah, is just really good, yeah, um, really detailed of it. And I, I still it always baffles me sometimes that just the movement when you see air and mist and stuff like that created in animation, it always I always wonder how long that has taken to look so realistic and move in a realistic way and uh, how many you know algorithms they needed to put in place to make that one work out but I yeah I was very impressed by this episode and it was very epic 
with the whole engine and the chargers and blowing it in half. And then, of course, by doing that, they cause the fact that they injure Crosshair. Yeah. Kind of burning half of his face and maybe part of his body as well because the engine just almost like falls on him. Uh, Uh, It's blowing right in his face, you know. Yeah, Yeah. right in his face and uh, wipes him out slightly, So, which obviously he doesn't really make it. Uh, I mean, he makes it to the end, but in a sense, he has to be carried off in almost like a stretcher and and go and get some help after that. But I found that whole part just a really... It's like it's just a really good story arc at the moment. It's really interesting. It's fun to follow. That's what the Bad Batch are doing very well. And we talk about it again. We've just taken it up a ramp. Um, So there's, there's just so many parts of this particular episode. I would say this particular episode is the best episode for striking emotions in watching it. Um, Mm. And the main reason for that is because we get the return of a character I don't know if you're too aware of. I am not, actually. Okay, so the character that we get um, at the end of this particular episode is a character from The Clone Wars, for those of you who haven't watched the animation of the Clone Wars, but this is Cad Bane, and he is a, a um, what are they called? Bounty hunter. Glorious bounty hunter, and continually you see him um, causing havoc across the galaxy, a lot of times having one-on-one an involvement with Obi-Wan and trying mm. to take him out, and Anakin Skywalker, um, and Ahsoka, and various others across the Clone Wars. Now, the so he's featured thing, quite a lot in the Clone Wars then. Yeah, he's he's featured a fair bit in the Clone Wars, but the whole thing was is that his character was killed off by oh. by a final standoff fight with o- I believe it's with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm. But it wasn't to 100% that that's exactly what happened to him. So this is obviously confirmation that he wasn't killed off and here he is back. Yeah. In Star Wars style, he's, he's, he's back, you know. He's back and he's bad as in Star Wars <laughs> style. But once again, this is another element that you said in terms of the dark elements of the series and obviously yeah. completely took you off guard. And I think it's very well done because usually these types of things, you will drag out a conversation like this and there might be a fight. But he just absolutely yeah. takes him out with his, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, not knowing who this guy was, uh, Cad Bane, and, you know, for him, first of all, I mean, he was, uh, I mean, he was mega cool coming off his ship and, you know, his whole sort of, I, I, I wasn't sure, does he have a, a, a famous uh, person voicing him? Uh, let's have a look. Cad Bane, Bad Batch, because it felt like, um, it's, I mean, it sounded like someone who was, like, fairly famous. Um, I think it's Corey Barton, I want to say is his name, who voices um, Cad Bane. Um, Corey Burton, maybe. Um, it's one of those two. I don't know if... Oh, yeah, Corey Burton. Who is... Yeah, okay, so he's just a, he's a voice actor then, so... Yeah. Right, okay. It gives, yeah, I mean, I was wondering, you know, I was really trying to place the name, uh, the, the voice, because it sounded like a familiar sort of voice, but I think... It's just because of the way that they've created this character, this sort of, and what I loved actually about him is, you know, this kind of gunslinger persona in the Star Wars universe. That, you know, Star, so much of Star Wars is already a, a western in space, really. Um, so to have like, you know, a gunslinger kind of really there um, in in true fashion was was great. And actually, you know, the the standoff that he has, um, 
with Hunter is, uh, is you know. That, sorry, that's what I meant earlier, guys, when I said he just takes him out. <laughs> yeah. Really specific. He just takes Hunter out in a stand really? outside of his ship pretty much along before he um, kidnaps Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot goes on in this last yeah. seconds because you, at no point, not only do we get the reunion of Crosshair and the kind of confrontation that those guys go through, but then we get this confrontation, which none of us predicted at the end, Hunter being taken out, to which we think, initially, that's him gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, that's a massive story change. Um, I, but I, I have to say, I loved Cad Bane's little robot coming off the ship as well. I, I immediately knew he was going to be a little sassy little guy, you know, who... You know, once he gets his like a little, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a booster, I think he calls it. Yeah. Uh, once he gets that blown off, it's like, oh my god, I've been, I've been hurt. <laughs> and like, but you could just see. It, it, and that's why it's always so funny about this character as well. Is that he was so cool, kind of climbing off the ship and this gun thing, and then he has this little helpful robot who's there, like, hey, you want some tea or something? Or can I help with your Microsoft Word document? You know, and it's like, who's this little guy? Um, so I thought that was like a, a quite a funny sort of uh, contrast between them, um, but no, you know, I thought it was a really cool character to add, and again, yeah, it kind of catches you off guard because you you're always going to assume that Crosshair is going to be the one to take Omega away from the Pad Batch, but lo and behold, it's this other you know it's this other character, Cad Bane, and you know who who's paying him to do so? Is it the Empire? Is it someone else? You know, yeah. you know, we don't know yet. So um, this is. Uh, Kind of, you know, it's it's an interesting tangent that we're going on here. And um, again, you know, as I was saying, this whole episode felt like it, you know, it built it built up to this moment. I mean, I think everyone knew that this moment was coming in the season. You just didn't know how it was going to come and when. And the fact that this kind of, you know, that we have Crosshair coming back in and the whole kind of standoff on this ship and this dark environment. And, you know, it's just all very... Yeah, that, as I mentioned, uh, that dark atmosphere that then builds up to like you know the kind of harrowing end. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, and and also you know seeing kind of crosshair towards the end as well, um, you know, injured and still as angry as ever. Uh, you know, it, it just I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how. I mean, first of all, what the extent of his damage is, and then what sort of upgrades he'll get from that, because usually that happens in the Star Wars universe. You know, someone loses a few legs. They get, you know, jetpacks on the bottom. That means that they can fly around and, you know, they're faster than anyone or they have robotic arms and, you know, it's just, they're just as bad as, as before. So let's see, you know, how Crosshair evolves, let's say, you know, into like an even more evil, you know, Empire agent. So much happens. We're halfway through. It's episode eight. And now we have Hunter nearly getting taken out. Crosshair, Crosshair getting taken out and getting even madder than he is, the crazy psycho. And then, and we have Omega being kidnapped. So I think we have a lot to unravel in the next episodes. I was, I was just going to say, like, uh, as, a, as a final note, um, who do you think has sent Cad Bane to get Omega? Oh, I mean, it's, I'm I don't know. Darth Maul? Is Darth Maul still alive? My shout. I, 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 I want to say he is because I want to yeah. say yes, he is. He is. He is alive. Yeah, and he is. So he uh, maybe at this time or maybe slightly later he becomes the leader of Crimson Dawn, uh. um, which is the like gangster outfit that we see in Solo. So maybe that's 
Maybe that's where that's kind of heading. I, 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 personally, I think <coughs> it might have something to do with the planet of Camino. That's kind of my shout, but I don't really, I mean, that's, you know, not based on anything, but I just feel that, you know, Camino had their own plans in regards to the clones and Omega. And we had that earlier in the season and it hasn't been as explored throughout the, you know, the rest of the season. So I'm wondering if this is going to be like Camino somehow trying to get Omega back for themselves, you know, away from the empire perhaps or something, maybe there's something to Omega, which is even more special that we, we don't know about yet. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, so I was kind of wondering in terms of like, you know, who sent Cad Bane and, you know, um, yeah, you know, and, and it's an interesting one because there's many possibilities. You could have hit the nail right on the head, but because they're very unassuming and you might not think that, but then they quite easily could be. I mean, they are businessmen after all, you know, so um, indeed, and um, they'll protect their assets. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see. And also, one final note as well, the, the scrappers that we, you know, uh, were kind of theorizing on at the end, they were just scrappers, weren't they? They, they weren't, yeah, there wasn't any, it wasn't they, any part they, No part whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it how we de dedicated a bit of time to it at the end, and it was like, oh, it's just some people on the planet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> some of the recyclers, you know, <laughs> working for the that's Empire. What, that's what we thought anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here we, yeah, I mean, there we are. There's a lot of stuff going on and it's just ramped up, we feel. So bring on Bad Batch on Friday. Next episode, you will hear this on Thursday. So tomorrow we might find out more. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.